Aliens are coming here to save us from another year of poison in the minds of the night. They'll wipe us clean, we'll find the friends of Jeff Epstein and string them up high by their tuxedos. Of course, Madonna's been and killing kids to drink their adrenochrome. January. I mean, he didn't technically kill anyone, or like... This is Hey Radio. We got Kilgore on the line. We got people calling in. They're, they're all underneath the Washington Monument. I was just wondering, like, what you thought about that. And we got headlines to do. Kilgore, how's it going? I feel like most of the people who listen to this show are just kind of uh, living in some back alley. I don't trust them. I think I just saw the world. I mean, thanks for calling in. Tell Kilgore you love him. Oh, Jesus. Dr. Troubadour hasn't been seen for weeks. I hear you're sick. Disgraced Miami doctor, eh? Angstrom H. Troubadour. You got a problem with your balls, is that it? God damn it. Troubadour is quoted. He told me you got a problem with your balls. Lay down. In this story, incidentally, he says, Merry Christmas, you pieces of shit. I'm a pretty good old doc. I mean, who do you think you are? You think you're just like that catch me outside girl? I guess you're in charge here. Why don't you run the fuck? Take your LSD and put the kids to sleep. You're listening to Chronicle.su, Hate Radio. Here's your host today, Hate Zach. Hello and welcome to a merry new episode of Hate Radio. Radio Hate is brought to you proudly by the Internet Chronicle, Chronicle.su, and our parent company, the faceless conglomerate, Liebel Droker Incorporated, who encourages everyone hearing this broadcast tonight to buy their cheap shit and give it to each other next weekend. <laughs> Kilgore says, love the distortion. Is it actually distorted or do you just love the distortion? Uh, let me make sure I'm actually recording the show too. Okay. Hey, this is our season premiere. Uh, it's been a while since we talked. We have a lot of ground to cover. Um, first things first, the world's funniest living person. I don't mean to say it in that happy tone. I'm not happy. <laughs> the legend Norm MacDonald died while we were away. And uh, Norm's point of view, his attitude, his conscience live on and everybody he influenced, like from the way we see comedy. Uh, to like turns of phrase I see other comedians took on and all that shit. Like, so we have a, sh- uh, a huge show lined up tonight, but it wouldn't be right to continue on with the comedy show until we addressed Norm in our own way. And we don't have a lot of time, but uh, I've not heard anyone else really talk about this aspect of Norm. But for me, it was his attitude and it was his refusal to capitulate to pointless worldly shit that really set him apart from all the rest of us you know, who were just trying to be funny in a hurry. Uh, in 2018, the day he went on The View, and he was, like, pretending to pop pills and eating Tic Tacs, like they were Xanax. Um, he was basically Jesus, Gilgore says. And uh, he was doing that amazing apology tour that truly had no impact on him whatsoever. I got to see Norm that night perform live at Caroline's on Broadway. And it was a perfect September night. You could dress comfortably. I got high at my table, and I I loved it. I spent the first half of the show like in disbelief that I was in the same room as the guy. But then the last half was something else. Like Norm's last 45 minutes were on death, and the set ended, and we all stood up. Like he did 45 minutes straight on death. 
and we're standing there with his words still on our minds, finally realizing that's how he closed the show. (laughs) So we just heard like 45 minutes of unprecedented brand new material on death. And then, so we sat with that, we paid our bill and we stood still thinking about, and the room was quiet (laughs) because he was like, the last thing he said was something like, literally it was about Jesus Christ being like the way to heaven. (laughs) It's like, holy shit, dude. Uh, So the room was silent. There was hundreds of people just standing there in deep thought about this heavy set that he laid on everybody. And it was hilarious, but it left everybody in deep thought. And then before I knew it, Dust in the Wind had played in its entirety as the group slowly filed out of the main room, (laughs) like person by person. At the time, I said it felt like a funeral. And I think that's because it was. Like, Norm, although he didn't wear that he was dying, he had the presence of mind to give everybody else that opportunity. Like, people that were willing to come out and see him, they got this once-in-a-lifetime experience of him, like, saying his last shit that he could feel it. It was just coming, dude. It was all about death. Um, But he was big enough to let everybody have that moment, even though at the time, like, nobody knew it but him. And... It's said that it's one thing to make an audience laugh. It's another thing entirely to make them smile. And it's, I think there's another expression that's like, it's what you leave on the stage that people take away. And so it's, it's too late in the game to go showing a bunch of like norm clips and shit. So we're not going to do that. You can go watch him tell the moth joke on Saturday Night Live or whatever. Uh, but norm was a good, like a, Norm was a good thinker. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Norm was a good thinker. Who am I? To say this motherfucker was a good thinker. He was a magnificent thinker. And uh, the clip that I'm going to play is that despite this miserable cunt of a host is the main thing Norm said that resonated with me when I heard it. And it was the day I was going to go see him. And what I most identified with was... uh, And you really have to admire this the sheer determination of this motherfucker to get the message out and through to this just nothing of a a host. She's pretty funny, but also just like, I don't know, you'll hear her in a second, uh, who in the segment, like she's, you know, she just sucks the energy out of the room. But it's a clip that resonated me with me, and uh, it's about staring life square on, uh, staring down death unflinching as we hurtle closer to it each day. And I I guess I identified with the realness of it. And I think it's a mature attitude towards life that the clowns interviewing him, like, aren't ready to address. Psychotherapy? Yeah. Have you ever, like, sat with a therapist and... No, I don't believe in psychotherapy. You don't? No. Really? Why is that? Uh, Because I've read uh, psychotherapists. Yeah. And I don't agree with their... uh, Do you do your own psychoanalysis? Do you I have my own beliefs. Right. But do you spend a lot of time in, like, sort of self reflection and yes I, I ruminate do you yeah i have a theory that uh that that people are in deep denial of death right and i'm not you, I, you know you don't want to 
<laughs> no, no, I think I think most people don't think they're going to die. Well, I yeah, you know what's funny that you say that because just even in the last week I'm like nobody really thinks they're going to die. Yeah. Like you just can't get your head around it cuz you're so busy living. Right. Like, it's ah, almost impossible to, to comprehend. Right. And everything you see is living even if someone else dies it's always a shock because right. they've always been alive. Yeah. So so it's very hard it is a hard thing to wrap your mind around. I'll be doing a lot of this at Cobb's Comedy Club. Are you are you a happy person, like, in general? Am I what? Are you a happy person? Because I, you always have a no. slight smile. But it's, you know, is are you a sad person? Uh, no, I mean, I think things are funny. Right. So I laugh a lot. But that doesn't necessarily translate into, like, happiness. Yeah, well, on a... if I'm laughing, I'm happy, I guess. Who's your best friend? Them. Who is your best friend? <laughs> My, <laughs> my best friend. Your best friend. Who do you call if, if you have a problem or something is going down in your life? Who do you call? I don't. I try to like. I try to look at life headlong. <laughs> I, I feel, you, are you telling me you don't have a confidant in your life that you call up and say, you know, I'm just not. I'm not feeling too hot. You know, can, you know, someone, someone to talk crap out with. Or, no, I don't. I used to do that kind of stuff, but what I, happened? <laughs> I came to the realization that that we're all plunging headlong into Somebody death. Somebody hurt you. Who no. cares? So that's why you should live. You so, you only have so, so long, and then me, you're gonna croak. If you're plunging down an abyss <laughs> into headlong into death, the idea of of grabbing on to another human being just to touch them for a moment on your way seems futile to me. It seems more pathetic than facing it. Just to me personally, I, I I don't condemn people for doing it, but I don't. I, I like looking. I try to look at life square in the eye, as terrifying as it is, and it is, it is the most terrifying thing there is. What being alive? Yeah, but because it's being not... alive means means dying, alone. I'll you weren't broken when you live were born. alone, and I'll die alone, just like my father did, and uh, he didn't. He had kids. At one point, he was married. He, right, but he, but he, he died alone. Why did he die alone? Because everyone, were you, are everyone you dies bummed? alone. Where where? Did I mean, he all die? you can hope for is someone watching you die. But I don't really. Well, want you won't that. have that because you don't have any friends. <laughs> no, I don't want to see. I don't want someone to watch me die. You just said you want your mother to miss her bridge game and come and put her hand on yours. Oh, well, that's when I'm uh, in a vegetative state in order to stay alive. You know what I mean? Anything to stay alive. You know, I was confused by you last time you were on here. I didn't. I was. Oh, the problem with antidepressants is, you, you, then you don't face life. I mean, why not just do? You're not facing. Just so, just, I have a news flash for you. You're not facing life. You're not living your life. You're waiting it out. You are waiting it out, Norm. Norm, you have everything from the outside. You're hilarious. Uh -huh. You are a good-looking guy. You're famous. You have beautiful blue eyes. <laughs> you're. <laughs> You're Norm McDonald, and you are you're 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 shattering my image of you. Like you could you could be a player. Like you're you could have whatever you want. And clearly, you want nothing, and you just want to be no, depressed. No, you're depressed. No, no, I'm not you depressed need to at see all. Someone. I'm in no way depressed. But having nothing and having something are exactly the same thing. What are you reading, Carlos Castaneda? I don't know. Who that is. Those are some books you should read. <laughs> Okay, but all I'm saying is, it, since eternity, uh, since life is, a, if you know mathematics, uh, a, a fraction of infinity is um, is zero. 
no matter what the fraction is. You know what I'm saying? No. You could live a hundred years, a thousand years, a billion years. Uh, it's all zero if it's on a continuum of eternity. So it doesn't matter what you do or what you don't do. So why don't you go crazy? Why don't you go effing crazy? <laughs> I don't go crazy. <laughs> Sounds like you I have. don't go crazy because I don't allow myself the... Uh, Any fun in, or joy in your life. I don't, oh, I forgot no, about that I don't that allow part. myself the delusions that other people allow themselves. So I know you have to go crazy in some way to survive life, but I try to not do that. So Norm MacDonald, he's done. Thanks, Norm, and go fuck yourself. Um, oh, his autobiography was really good, too. I I guess I read it twice. Um, I've been reading the Malcolm X autobiography. Like, I'm nodding along, reading one of the best autobiographies I've ever seen. And I'm smiling because I'm high as shit at the coffee shop. And then I get to the part about how white men are the devil. And he's going so far as to list every white person he ever dealt with. He's, like, naming them. Like, Stan. And I'm reading on, and I, I felt my face change. I'm like, of course he doesn't mean me. I'm thinking, I'm one of the good ones. What are some other news things that we missed? Uh, the General Lee Monument removed from Richmond, Virginia, since we did a show. Um, I used to see that fucking thing, like, all the time. It, uh, it was removed right after we left for break at the end of the summer. You remember how I promised I'd be back a month later and I didn't come back until just now? Here at Hate Radio, that's called taking a break. We went to break. The instability of not knowing is part of the whole listening experience. Like maybe if you just tried harder, I might love you again is what I'm getting around to. And it's so surreal to think of that, that shit getting hauled away right now. Like, I lived in Richmond. I walked by it every single day. There was actually one time I was in college there in Richmond, and I caught my girlfriend cheating on me. I went to her apartment because she was acting strange, and she's, like, yelling out her window at me. I'm like, okay, well, you know, I agree. Fuck you, too. She comes down. She's coming out of her front door, and she gets in her car, and I'm like, oh, so what's this? She goes, I'm going somewhere. I'm like, clearly. Where are you going? She goes, I'm going somewhere where I can get some sleep. And I'm like, wow. You know, because she doesn't have trouble sleeping. So she peels off in her Mazda. And I'm standing there with my dick in my hand by the Asantes on Broad Street. And just at that moment, I see a pizza guy coming out of Asantes with a delivery in his hands. I run up to him. I've got like a carton of smokes in my hands. Oh, because it was her birthday. And I thought she was a disgusting pig and uh, like a smoker. And to like humiliate her, <laughs> I bought her a carton of smokes for I'm like, here you go, you fucking trash. There's your birthday present. That's what I think of you. So she was on her way out. And uh, this is not a healthy relationship. And I catch the guy and I say, you can have this whole carton of smokes in my hands and $20. If uh, you chase that woman, he says, get in, man, let's go. So his buddy overhears, and he's like, oh, shit, I'm in on this too, you know? It's these two, like, old school Brooklyn, or not Brooklyn, but Richmond type of dudes. And Asante's already looked like it was the front for a gang operation. The, you go in, and the place is completely barren and empty, not even a table to stand at. Uh, people, they would show up and be like, welcome to the party, dog! And everybody comes in the back, and... It just seemed like it was a front for something else. Anyway, these dudes, 
they jump in the car and they go chasing after her. I'm like, can you run that red light? He goes, I'm one step ahead of you, man. I'm looking for the police. And finally, we get on around like Allen Street onto Monument Avenue. And she parks in that circle. And she jumps out of her car and we're parked, you know, right behind her somewhere. And she runs across the lawn and she hops up onto the General Lee Monument. And who's there? But it's like this, uh, you know, scrappy Facebook developer looking kid. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? So now I've got to go, like, confront her. <laughs> Why, after insulting this girl, did I want to go? And anyway, uh, so I crossed the line and I, and I think the guys were, like, right behind me. They got out of the car behind me, I guess, because they wanted to see. And I go up and I'm like, so this is, uh, this is sleeping, huh? And she gets down and she's like, James, go fuck yourself. And, uh, and the kid jumps down from the monument and he just crumples in front of me on the grass. He's like, I don't know what's going on. I don't... And he's like curled up in a little ball and like laying on the grass, like crying. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I real and I turn around and I realize like, there's these two huge dudes standing behind me. And, um, you know, it's dark and <laughs> they're dark. And th- this kid is just absolutely freaking on the on the lawn underneath General Lee. <laughs> He's like, the General Lee up on his fucking horse. And this kid is just crumpled. It's actually a, a nice symbol for the, uh, the flip of the power dynamic there. Um, and anyway, so I'm looking at the kid. I'm like, what's your fucking problem? I look at the girlfriend, the ex-girlfriend. <laughs> And, and I see it on her face that like all these gears are turning and it's dawning on her. She's like, who the fuck is James? Like, how did he just get here like that? Can he really just summon two big black dudes in a moment's notice and find me here? Like, what the fuck kind of a dude am I dealing with? You know, ISIS K could attack in six months, according to the Pentagon. New and improved zero calorie ISIS can attack in as little as six hours. This is hate radio got to move this show along. You don't hear about ISIS-K anymore. I wrote that joke, and then, like, you don't hear about ISIS-K, I guess, since I wrote the fucking thing. Like, it reminds you that they not only exist, they might actually be funnier than me. How insulting would it be to get beheaded by ISIS-K? Like, he was beheaded? Like, no, yeah, but... No, yeah, he was beheaded by ISIS-K. Like, their knives are so dull that by the time they finally got his head cut off, They weren't even relevant anymore. Also in the news, YouTube disabled dislikes, but uh, I'm still working the site just fine. They say it's harder now to find video tutorials, but today while cleaning my bathroom, I found a helpful video on making stronger cleaning agents because I was cleaning my bathroom today, and I ended up using a combination of chemicals that would have never even occurred to me in a million years. By mixing bleach and ammonia, not only is my bathroom the cleanest it's ever been, so are my sinuses. I can't even tell I have sinuses. I think the new uh, YouTube shit is cool. How you you can't participate in like the the quality process. No, Tato. I was um, Tato was like worried in the chat. Tato, Tato the Tato Talon says, "Careful with mixing that shit." What the fuck? It makes crystals. I don't actually know what it does. It makes some kind of a gas, right? Like they put through the showers. Uh, I actually saw a girl from that college recently. Um, I ran into her at the coffee shop, 
And she was like, yeah, J James, I remember you. Uh, she said, because your poetry actually didn't suck. And I thought, didn't suck? That's such a nice way of telling me that she's like, she remembers that I'm funny, blah, blah, blah. We should catch up and get coffee. I thought, okay, well, what do you think we're doing here now? So I was like, yeah, sure, whatever, anytime. I'll be here a while. She said, great. She gave me her card. I said, oh, what's this? And it was a picture of her. I'm a poet business card. Uh, yeah, she expected it to suck because listen to this show, right? It was like an I'm a poet business card, a business card for a poet. And in her picture, she's standing on stage. She's standing at a microphone in front of an audience, like in broad daylight. And she's looking down at the smartphone that was in her hand. Like, I was actually impressed. I, I laughed and I said, that's the funniest business card I've ever seen. And I don't think she had heard of irony. She looked confused and she goes like, really? I said, you're standing up in front of an audience. Everybody's looking at you, all eyes on you, and you're looking down at your phone. I said, that's brilliant. And um, she said, oh, well, I was reading off it. That's where I keep my poems. And she's looking at me, realizing that I'm judging her like on several different levels, you know? And uh, I'm looking at her, and she wasn't doing it to be funny. Like, that's just how she reads her poems. So I left it weird, because why not? It's funnier that way. It wasn't totally awkward. Like, she still wanted to meet up, but I didn't call her. Not because she's a poet with a business card, but just there was like something about her eyebrows. I get distracted by the chat and my brain goes numb. Something was off about her though. She she had this like okay cupid island of misfit toys aesthetic. If you know what I'm saying. I have to write aesthetic without the a. Like I have to misspell it in the copy or else I pronounce the a and it makes everyone uncomfortable when I say a aesthetic. I think it's funny. Uh, here's something else I've been doing that makes people uncomfortable. First of all, I've been rewatching the Larry Sanders show, which is a work of looking genius by Gary Shandling. It's like one of the greatest sitcoms ever written. And now, like 30 years later, it still holds up. And I've been watching it, and in that show, Hank Kingsley says, Hey now! Jeffrey Tambor saying, Hey now! I guess because he's a sex pest, like he would come up between actresses on set and like hug him from behind in these long, uncomfortable embraces, you know? Like he's a polygamist or something, just enjoying his home, just traipsing around set from woman to woman, being lascivious. I came to associate Jeffrey Tambor with like sleazy guy stuff. And when I was staying in New York among my friends, hey now became a thing we said whenever something like conveniently perverted came up or whatever. Okay. But now I'm down south where maybe seven people live. And nobody's seen the Larry Sanders show. Nobody's seen Hank Kingsley. Nobody even knows who Jeffrey Tambor is here. Like A couple of times I've said, hey now, to my grandparents. And I can see the concern in their faces. Like I can see them thinking, is this James's new thing? Like He's sincere and authentic in every other way. So we have to assume he's taken on this hey now thing like, is it an affectation? Does he not realize? Like, so they don't know the Larry Sanders show, 
they don't know the sex pest Jeffrey Tambor. They never had H. I can tell by the looks on their faces that, like, I have no self-awareness. <laughs> and if I say it one more time in front of my grandparents, they're going to be forced to come to the conclusion that I came up with this on my own. You understand? And it's just some shitty thing I adopted. So, like, they think that this is really me. Like, like I'm, like I'm just padding out my personality. Like, I'm so empty and void of character that I started saying, hey, now. And they're like, can he not just be himself around us, Papa? Isn't it neat when you can see the moon in the daytime? He's like, son, I'm 85 years old. Nothing is neat anymore. Do you understand? I look like I'm sitting in an armchair with these dogs at my feet, reading the fucking newspaper. He's better now. I came down here. It cheered him up. His health has made a 180, and he's up and at him. I couldn't be prouder of the old man. Here's to another 85 old timer. Uh, I asked him never to listen to this show. I said, if you want to hear me say goddamn and fuck and stretched open wide pussies, tune in, Papa. I'm going to make you proud. It's nice to be chilling with Papa, but it's different down here, man. Uh, I've been poisoning the ants under my camper. Every rain, they get hungry because during the rain, they were stuck underground, right? So they came up. And what's waiting for them? The best damn ant poison you've ever tasted. Terramax. And when they're not eating Terramax, I'm pissing down their hole. Just for fun. I piss on everything I want to die is sort of what I've taken to. That's my hobby down here. This is like ant hills and mostly weeds, I guess. I've weaponized my piss is what I'm trying to say. You guys understand? Can you hear me? I'm talking about stretched open urethras, and weaponized piss. Thank you. I do the crossword. I know the phases of the moon. It's a little trashy down here. I'm not going to lie. It's a little trashy. This summer, my neighbors got an above-ground cesspool. It's trashy. They still have TV down here, and uh, they got commercials. Commercials are still relevant here. And they're like jokes, and there's still memes. Like, where's the beef is like a thing. The commercials are fucking weird, man. The blood sugar commercials. Everybody's having fun in the blood sugar commercials, really? Ribelsis looks fun. They're playing volleyball and shooting off fireworks, riding bikes. They're fucking hang gliding. Playing the keyboards. Falling in love, having sex in bathrooms. Is this a commercial for high blood sugar? Or am I looking at a fucking rave footage? They're weird now. And everybody still talks about that shitty little kid from the Shake and Bake commercials. He's still a thing here. It's Shake and Bake and I helped? I hate that fucking snotty little shitty kid. I helped! No, you didn't. Chances are you made it more difficult on everybody in the house, including your mother who's busting her fucking ass for you working two jobs. And now it's one more thing. She has to worry about in the kitchen as you in there. I helped. I shook a bag. Look, Mama, little Bobby's in here. What's he going to do? Is he really going to fucking help? Here, you want to help? Shake this fucking bag and think about what ocean it's going to wind up in when you're done helping. Okay? There's a commercial where they want you to remember the name. of The, the shitty fucking kids is the whole theme here. Like, what is it with shitty kids and commercials? You know, because they have to say it like five times at you, right? So there's this one company that they figured out uh, if we can just 
uh, come up with a cute way of having to repeat the name of the, the business. And they're like, oh, how about have a shitty little kid mispronounce it five times? And so they've got one of these shitty little kids on there with the high voices, and he can't pronounce Pinnacle. They're like, say you like Pinnacle. And he goes, I like Pinnacle. And they say, no, Ignoramus. Say you love Pinnacle. And he goes, that's what I said. Pinnacle. And he makes this shit-eating grin. Like, ain't I cute? That it would almost make it worth buying a new TV just for the feeling I get from smashing that piece of shit in. And this is the motherfucker punctuating Tucker Carlson. It's like, oh, look at the little baby. Little baby did baby talk. Isn't that cute? Remember, Pinnacle. That's where we're going to get our windows, honey. Pinnacle because of the fucking shit-eating kid. Pinnacle! That's what I said. Pinnacle! And he... Little piece of shit. Correct me, motherfucker. That's what I said. Pinnacle. Okay, well, here's what I'm saying now. Now, you should have been an abortion. And that's what people think when they hear you mispronouncing the name of the fucking business that's going to be putting you through college in 15 years. Do you understand? That's what I said! Pinnacle! You think this is a fucking game? You think the world is here for you just to show up and be cute and wipe your little fucking smile all over everything? I get it. You can't say pinnacle. It's a different word. Yeah, let's start with something easier. How about when I walk through that door, I want to hear you say, where's daddy going? That's what I said. Daddy's going to a new state. Daddy's going to try again. The fuck am I talking about, dude? What the fuck kind of a show is this? How long have I been yelling about this? Do you guys want to uh, you want to hear that Norm thing again? I don't know. Let's just let's, this is getting kind of uh, those gummy bears are uh, really ripping into me. Here comes Norm McDonald for another five minutes of grueling, agonizing fucking description of uh, his confrontation of death. Here we go. What's that I hear? Hey, you wouldn't be resisting government tyranny by any chance, would you? Cool. Yeah, that's what I thought. I'm right there with you, okay? Okay, so there's also this. Maybe you've already heard friends and family talking about it, but if you're just hearing about it now for the first time, I'm going to tell you all about Dr. Troubadour's all-in-one daily multi-system solution. It's got hydroxychloroquine, Regeneron, Ivermectin, Dolphin Adrenochrome, Compared to real human adrenochrome, like the stars used, your body doesn't know the difference. Fuck oil from unidentified crustaceans dwelling in the Mariana Trench. Take the daily multivitamin that stops COVID in its tracks. Take the drug Dr. Fauci won't approve. This twice-a-day pill is not regulated by the bullshit-ass FDA. Ask your gas station attendant about Dr. Troubadour's all-in-one daily, available at select Valero and Raceway locations throughout the Southeast. <coughs> this is crazy. Bogus vaccine. <laughs> I'm not doing it. As seen on Facebook, Dr. Troubadour's a real doctor. Background grants him exclusive access to humanity's darkest secrets. Take it from world-class doctor who rode the diddle plane and lived to tell about it. Yeah, look, uh, I'm Dr. Troubadour. I don't know what you're doing in my office. Um, didn't agree to this. Uh, it's not in my contract. You guys are supposed to go through my agent. How did you get in here? A label Joker product. Never understand the things I say I do So what's new? 
you You never liked me So I said Fuck you You know you know That you don't like me And I don't like you You guys are already well aware of the, the kind of journalistic integrity that uh, the Internet Chronicle is known for and the, the wellspring of wisdom uh, from which this show springs forth into your miserable lives. And uh, it, it just keeps getting better, folks, because uh, our, our field reporter, the fucking uh, writer at large himself, Kilgore Trout, actually went out into the wild and uh, he put together a media package for us. He thought, wouldn't it be nice to see over the past, however long we've been doing this now, uh, fucking 15 years uh, worth of writers, uh, where did some of them end up? Who were, who were some of the stars and uh, how far have they fallen? Well, I, I couldn't be more proud of Wild Bill Kilgore for going out and, and putting this story together. And uh, we're, we're going to hear from him now, uh, Kilgore Trout of the Internet Chronicle. At the height of the hate in the early 20-teens, Chronicle SU's traffic was slamming daily spikes upwards into the billions each and every day. A double hoax, a patented Liebel Joker formulation, fooled the weak-minded masses and amused the bright-eyed few who all shared the delightful news of death and hatred with family and friends. But those shining days are a dusty memory in the pale twilight of our collectively ruined imagination. To catch up with these lost, elusive writers, I set off on a journey that would take me from the desolation of the Ozark Mountains to the favelas of Caracas. This is the story of the Internet Chronicle writers who were left behind. most controversial reporter to leave the Internet Chronicle, and the easiest to find, made headlines after eating swastika cookies at a Washington, D.C. party with Proud Boy elites. Tyler Bass met his maker last summer during the height of COVID and Black Lives Matter protests, shortly after he was videotaped screaming at peaceful Black Lives Matters protesters, accusing them of rioting and looting. Finding his gravesite was a simple matter. I'm standing here at the gravesite of the former Internet Chronicle reporter Tyler Bass at the Bass Family Cemetery in Danville, Virginia. The marble gravestone is uh, laser-etched with a ghostly Confederate flag and the site's decorated with false flowers, which are already bleached by the sun. After this short stop in Danville, I headed west across the Mississippi, deep into the Ozark Mountains in search of Frank Mason. Internet Chronicle editor Kilgore gave me his remote location with GPS coordinates, as the weather-beaten dirt roads to his hideout are all unnamed. Mason lives a quiet, Unabomber-style life, barricaded within a nuclear missile silo, plotting his revenge against society. When Label Drunker and Terramax sales fell off back in 2016, I basically grabbed the bitcoins and left. I'm not ashamed to say it, neither. I liquidated a good portion of that shit to buy this here fortified position. And I've been laying low, putting out traps since then. Kilgore came out here looking for his coin. And we had a little shootout, and I ain't seen him since. I guess he can't take a little bird shot. And I've been working pretty hard, trying to reactivate this warhead I found, so I can 
have a deterrent. So my declaration of sovereignty, I have some teeth. I'm almost there too. North Korea's sending out a specialist to give me a hand next week, so if you kindly fuck off, all right, I got some work to do. Now get the fuck off my property. You understand? After this disappointing and frightening interview, I doubled back to the Mississippi where I'd chartered a ferry to take me down to New Orleans. Chronicle editor Hatesick told me old Brutus was known to frequent the Dusty Bottom, a worn-down blues joint in the fringes of the French Quarter where drifters spent their spare change on cheap wine, singing unheard blues masterpieces. Old Brutus was not there, but luckily I ran into his good friend Blind Joe Reckless who guided me to his location, down by the railroad tracks. I struck it big on some off-track betting. Sure did. Took my winnings and split off from the Chronicle. Started my own game with real class. Wrote everything in verse, real verse, but nobody had no taste. So here I am, singing away to nobody. But I think I could have powered past, maybe found an audience. Thing is, after I left the Chronicle, I met me a woman like you wouldn't believe, a real devil. Now she's the one to blame for everything that went wrong. And I got a little song about it, too. Old Brutus sang for hours about his devil woman, and my efforts to get him to say anything more about the Chronicle or his later publishing career were in vain. I began to despair that this entire project was a complete waste, and that I had already wasted an entire month tracking down people who simply refused to be interviewed. To make matters worse, the cheapskates had me booked on a three-month freighter ride to Venezuela to meet up with Ragubir Goyle, the former warlord and dictator whose would-be Ba'athist nation of Abkhazia had recently fallen to the Taliban. I found Goyle, living under the assumed name Bhagavan Selassie, in a hovel on the outskirts of the lowest favela in Venezuela, permanently stoned and acting as a holy man for the local community. I'm happy here! At least I didn't end up like Tyler Bass in the press for developing some hideous face-scanning app for seething Karens to identify illegals. Look at me. I'm the local wise man. What could be better? Everyone here, they come to me for advice. Say, Goyle, how much gold is in this motherboard? Is it worth grinding it down? Goyle, should I divorce my wife for using Snapchat? Goyle this! Goyle that! I only accept payment in marijuana so I can deal with it. And they respect me for all the dope I'm smoking rather than criticize me as if it takes away from my ability to control the people. Bullshit! When the Taliban got a hold of all that equipment, what can I do but flee? My military, we had rockets. We had all this old Soviet junk, and now the Taliban comes at us, armed to the teeth with cutting-edge American equipment. My trusted advisors, they say maybe if you just stop smoking so much dope. So I had them all executed, and I caught the first plane out of Kabul. Motherfuckers were hanging from the plane. Goyle, now completely disgruntled and ranting about the trials and troubles of dictatorship, spoke late into the night before passing out, 
and would not return to the topic of the Internet Chronicle. Sitting there, in Venezuela, with another three-month freighter ride home, I realized I'd wasted well over half a year of my life chasing down a story that just didn't exist. Nothing tied these people together. There was no narrative I could invent that would provide closure or sense to the gradual decline of the Internet Chronicle. Not only that, but I had even failed to gather a complete picture. There was Pseudonymous. No one knows his real name. But echoing Tyler Bass, he'd lived modestly as a comedy performer and humorist, appearing at alt-right functions. His social media disappeared after he'd shared images inside the nation's capital on January 6th. Then there was the cold hard truth, arrested for refusing to step out of his car. During a routine traffic stop, he was found to be in violation of several emissions regulations, as well as in possession of a large but inordinate amount of kratom. He died during the altercation with police, and family did not even provide him with a gravesite for me to visit, just spread his ashes to the wind. It seems to me, after this long journey, that what little life is left of the Internet Chronicle will soon join him, forgotten and wasted spread into the wind. I'm Hate Sec, and joining us live this evening is Wild Bill Kilgore, Trout of the Internet Chronicle. Trout is a name with which Billy no longer identifies, and yet I continue imposing it upon him. It's just something we like to do here for the fans. Anyway, uh, Kilgore, welcome to the show. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, you hear me? Oh, I hear you loud and clear, good buddy. Every day... I have been deleting one of your stories from the Internet Chronicle. Do you have any idea which ones? I've been keeping track. Uh, One's quoting Dr. Troubadour. He's a a magnet for lawsuits, ain't he? He's a magnet for lawsuits. Bass goes always up his ass. Wait, how are you keeping track? Are you digging through the garbage? Yeah, Dr. Cheese bringing me all the scraps. Out of that dumpster. Out of that there dumpster, he gets push notifications, I think, when uh, one of his stories gets deleted. I think he just, he can sense it. And anyway, tonight we're going to start off the show, same as always. Tonight, Kilgore, we're going to start off with the Pledge of Allegiance. Why don't you go ahead and stand up for the pledge? Nah, stand, nah I'm good. I'll have you arrested and removed from this podcast. Uh, uh all right, I, I, I'm standing. If you're, you know what? If you're standing, why do I still hear you on mic? Uh, you don't like it on this show, is that it? Why don't you move to another fucking podcast? How about I just kneel it out? 
How about a story about a kid whose teacher called the fucking cops like a snitch on him and had him removed from the school for not standing for the pledge? Whose side are you on, Kilgore? <laughs> I'm... Uh, I... Well, are I'm you going to stand or are you going to kneel or are you going to get out of my fucking no. classroom? Yeah, I'm gonna kneel. I'm gonna kneel this one out. I, I, I'm out of the classroom. I'm out of here. What about that bitch at Lawton Childs Middle Academy? I think that sounds like an inner city school name. It's like Grover C. Fields, where I went. What about her? That uh, yeah. he wouldn't stand. Didn't want him kneeling. Don't want him standing. She had him arrested. I bet. I bet. He could have used some tips from Dr. Troubadour, huh? <laughs> I bet you'd like to change the subject away from your impending arrest. I'm not getting arrested. You can't you can't have me arrested for not for kneeling. I'm having you swatted this is? right now. What do you, you think, think this is? I've got nine one one on the line. They're listening to the whole conversation. <laughs> what the hell? You think I'm down in, in Tennessee where that, that is the law? I ain't in Tennessee, man. Don't want him kneeling! Don't want them standing. We just want them down on the ground under our boots. It's just uh, <laughs> just having fun <laughs> down south. Yeah, they're building a wall just to keep <laughs> the same. <laughs> they're building a wall that they themselves cannot climb out of. Yeah, why don't we do Dr. Troubadour's tips for sitting through an entire Pledge of Allegiance? It sounds like you could use a little help. All right, all right. I'll be uh, number rule number one. I know this one by heart. Do not stand. Under no circumstance should you stand when told to do so. You're your own person. Stand when you want to. And if they somehow figure out a way to make you want to stand, still do not stand. Even go against your own desire at that point. Because originally you wanted to sit. So stick to that. It is so good to just stick to your guns and not change your mind like that. Excellent tip. Tip number two, avoid eye contact with the standers. Look straight ahead or out of the window, I guess, or at the flag that represents your own oppression. But God damn it, do not look at the judgmental looks radiating from the slack-jawed motherfuckers around you. They could interpret eye contact as a challenge or threat, and God knows they're dumb enough to try something. They try something. They'll try something if you look at them. Dude, they they'll really try will. anything. So just don't do it. This is a constitutional they'll, they'll, carry. They'll pull a knife on you. They'll pull a gun on you. This is how most school shootings start is just someone looking. And that's why uh, eye contact. Uh, tip number three is just to enjoy it while you're here. And after the pledge is over and everybody sits down, bask in the glory of being the first seated. You were already there. Over are the, day, the glory days of the class clown who once would like comically plop down in a seat like, whew, that was, he was like cartoonishly tired from standing through that short pledge. You were already there. And you proved what a crock of shit that whole standing thing was in the first place. Fuck everything. Pledges of allegiance are for assholes. Right? I, well, I see some people are doing an alternate pledge to the Thin Blue Lions flag Ooh, where they pledge allegiance to the, um, that is not to the police rather than to the nation. Yeah. Wow. Strong move. Fucking uh, go... Go do your own pledge to your own flag. You could even get like an armband. So just in case people don't know, you always got it at the ready. You can tell from down the street. Well, and this hand over the heart thing, 
Sometimes you can just put a middle finger over the heart. <laughs> what does that do? Uh, I mean, if if anyone was going to pledge allegiance to our radio show, I just hope <laughs> they would do a gesture like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we should have a pledge of allegiance to this fucking show. And our own flag that we could have, like, gloriously um, flying over the screen there. Maybe next time <sighs> we'll have That's that That's a good ready. one. That's a good one. And we'll pledge allegiance to hate radio. Yeah. We, we need a, a picture of my dance. face at the front of the room. Yeah. And um, I'm looking down, and there's shadows on my cheekbones. That would be nice. And uh, and you guys could just look at that for about an hour and a half or two hours and just think about what I mean to you and what you're willing to give up by not standing for the Pledge of Allegiance and getting out That's of my fucking class. pledge, an hour and a half yeah. pledge. Oh, yeah, the Good whole God. event should be the pledge where you, you're not allowed to sit down. Just a never-ending pledge, and we're just feeding people lines to recite as a podcast for a whole hour and a half. You lock your knees, you got people fainting. <laughs> Don't lock your knees, you'll yeah, you'll end up uh, getting real sore by the yeah. end of it. You don't want to be down there on the ground like Colin Kaepernick. Keep them knees limber. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. You got to lock your knees just so no one thinks you're about to go into a uh, a kneel. <laughs> yeah, if, if you're going to collapse, just go ahead and lock the knees so you have the regular uh, falling down experience. Yeah, if, if you accidentally fall to your knees, people might take that the wrong way. They might think you're um, about to, you know, so they would, do a solemn protest against the against the pledge. You would pledge allegiance uh, under God, obviously, because this is a Christian podcast, radio podcast. And um, what's how's the rest of the pledge go? I pledge allegiance under God, blotted a blottable to the suck fucks of the what? To, Who gives a fuck? Captain sucking fuck. Yeah. Of the um, the thin blue line. The, suck a cop thin, stick. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need to. We don't need to go through all that right now. So, suck a cop's cock should have been the title of tonight's episode. But this is the Christmas party. This is our. Uh, this is our Christmas party. This is how we celebrate. What'd you do last Christmas? With Were our, you sad? Uh, uh, <laughs> Well, I think everyone was sad last Christmas because we were still grappling with the problem of a uh, worldwide pandemic and we didn't really realize what it was or how bad it was going to be. <laughs> we were sad. We were all separated we were, and sad. Yeah. Pretty much. I think that everybody had that experience for the most part. Yeah. I, I know that I personally, I was separating people from their support networks and friends and family myself during that time, and uh, it was it was real hard for them. But now they pledge allegiance <laughs> to my flag, and uh, who gives a shit? Pledges of allegiance are for assholes, and we're not going to do it here on this show. I want you to sit down, or I'm calling the cops. Appreciate you, Kilgore. Okay, now, well, now we agree. Finally, we've we've come full circle here, and, and we've we've come to an agreement. I'm not standing. What do pledges represent? Well, 
we put our hand over our heart, holding the very concept of the nation lovingly. And we could be pointing our erect arm towards a singular leader in uh, our mutual hate, in celebration of our mutual hatred. Uh, but, but we don't. The pledge represents the abstract thinking of Machiavelli, the modern nation state. It, it represents something higher than than our leader. See, this is so typical of you, Kilgore. Uh, every, it seems like every conversation with you comes back around to the modern nation state. Yeah, it always does, doesn't it? <laughs> what was your favorite That's nation true. state? Um, probably the first one. Um, uh, with Isabella and and all the inquisitions and such, it sounds bad in retrospect. But what came later was so much worse. At least it was a system. <laughs> <laughs> oh sure, sure. I've been um, I've been living down south. Um, Last time I did journalism here, I was working for a shitty newspaper. Trying to, I was trying to do good journalism. Like, I really, I took it seriously, and I had done all this research about the neighboring Cherokee Nation when I was living down there in Western Carolina, and um, and so I was thinking about that, like that time that I was supposed to interview the chief of the Cherokee Nation. It was like Jeremy Mitchell, I think, was his name. Like I scheduled it months in advance. And it was an important interview to me, and like the chief of the Cherokee Nation agreed to talk to me. So I was going around and I was doing the work, you know, like I was interviewing people whose relatives were sterilized in these gov government programs, uh, people who were made to forget the language, like their parents, and all that stuff. And I was just doing regular journalism in the meantime, and I was writing for Internet Chronicle. Lulsec was blowing up, and I was doing a radio appearance for Vince. Vince in the Bay. That was 2011. <laughs> <laughs> Sabu was courting the Chronicle on the Lulsec IRC to compromise us, but he hadn't been outed yet as a Fed. And when he started... Yeah, what was that called? That was like um, the Anon voice or oh, voice. I think it was hashtag voice. voice. Yeah. He and said, he's trying to draw in like artists and um, you know other type of non-hacker people who like do the uh, promotional artistic side of things. So, you know, <clears throat> I don't think they caught too many people in that net, but they tried. Uh, they were they were talking to us. Yeah, pound any sick, and <laughs> he tried. Yeah, he came up to us and he said, oh, "I think the Chronicle.su would be the perfect addition to my voice network." And um, I thought that's a weird thing to say, and and he's and then he said, uh, and when when they come and arrest me, and all the cameras are outside my house, and I'm on national TV, I'll be wearing your Chronicle.su T-shirt. I was like, that's also a very weird thing to say. Like that's <laughs> this is also a lie. It sounds like law never, and order. Never wore it more than uh, if if, if so, imagine how. Bad that would have been for us if Sabu was arrested wearing our T-shirt in some big fucking. Thing. Well, I would have. Uh, I would have <laughs> no taken it. No one would it. want to talk to us again, you know. I'll take a knee, but I because uh, <laughs> because he was just so like that. 
is what made me suspect yeah he's acting funny maybe he's got turned and then next month it came out that he was so anyway i'm doing yes. vents my lung collapses and i have to drive myself to the hospital and from my hospital bed I had to cancel my upcoming interview with Jeremy Mitchell, chief of the Cherokee Nation. And his assistant, I remember there was a tone in his voice. He's like, oh, okay, no, sure, yes, of course. Your lung collapsed and you're in a hospital bed right now. A likely story was his tone. <laughs> it's more like, um, you know, you're there to call talk about all this fucking um just deep historic iniquities <laughs> that have been dealt yeah. out and you got some you got some easy out now thank god right he was actually excited about you know giving me the real shit and uh well of course i was disappointed of course, not that's to that's the story that's the story that they wipe from the the history books that they don't tell that that they're doing right now with this big yeah. push against CRT you know where there was like oh don't don't do this CRT stuff it's fake and a lie and it makes people depressed yeah uh, like that's a reason we shouldn't teach the history of of um, race in America right yeah they they know their history your oh your lung collapsed. Yeah, a likely, just as likely as a white man going back on a deal with a Native American, I guess. Your lung collapsed. Got it. <laughs> you're sick. Jesus. <laughs> now, I remember back in those days when you're in that hospital bed, instead of doing the, um, the, the, the chief's story, we ended up doing one about Cheetah, a guy named Cheetah Mogul. Um, yeah, from the hospital bed. Was, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I—that's quite a story. I maybe we can pull uh, pull up and read some lines from it. From the story, the cheetah mogul story. Yeah, yeah. yeah you remember that story? That was a great story. Yeah, I, remember I think it. even Topiary. I think Chopiary contributed. It had or a work site. About... It's the only yeah, uh, have... news story you're going to find that has a work cited. At the end of it, it was double spaced, justified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Justified like, uh, <laughs> like when we canceled those treaties with Jeremy Mitchell. He was like, "Motherfucker, I hope your lung does collapse." Was the tone in his voice? It had. Well, well, it's too late. I hope your other one collapses too. Is what he was. And then, <laughs> then what do you got? You got nothing. Hope they pop. Let me read one from the Cheetah Mogul. Let me read a line. Here we go. It's a lull fest. If you don't know what to expect before going down there, reported freelance cheetah dealer Joe Bradley, forty-five, <laughs> innocent people getting doxxed left and right. Cheetahs prancing around at high volume with hateful messages pinned to their shot collars. And they're like, what the fuck? I should be in the savannah pouncing on the fucking river. The drinking caribou, throttling gazelle, not running copy edits to and fro. Fuck that wrinkled old prick. Fuck that wrinkled old prick. Fuck that wrinkled old prick. No, the, um, 
on somewhere a wrinkled old prick just turned around and he's like are they talking about me yeah he's talking about tiger king i think wrinkled old prick he wasn't wrinkled he had nice smooth gay skin nah he's you should see him lately he the stress has really hit him hard really yeah, yeah. Well, let's he, find a picture of him. He's been in prison for a couple years. I want to see him. in prison for a couple years. Um, Everybody was like, the ti- the- free the tiger. Like, he's a good guy. He like, cages tigers. <laughs> he's, and he's like pimping them out for money. Free the tiger king! Yeah, he's he's wrinkled and old now. There's no... You got a picture of no him. There's no doubt about that. Show us the tiger king in the chat. Show me your Tiger King, and I'll show you mine. Oh, geez. Well, there's um, there's this kind of a kind of a a fucking side road here, but let me spread my Tiger King open, and you can tell me what it looks like. I watched the Tiger King season two; it was trash, and then there was the Tiger King um, about. The other guy, Bogvan, whatever. <laughs> so, Raleigh said he aged like a president. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and cat god is in the chat. A god of tigers and cats. This is fun. We're getting some Tiger King goatsy going on here. Now, Tiger King is funny because we've all forgotten about him. Yeah. Back when he was a big deal. Yeah, who's Not he? Really funny. Kind of just annoying. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't even want to ever even think about Tiger King. You know what I mean? Well, when I when I when I hear that, that tells me it's time to run a rest in peace Tiger King dad at <laughs> Yeah, he's dead in jail. Or whatever. I think how do you think he would have died in jail? We're this is this is unscripted right now. We're just doing some writing. We're just riffing. We're just spitballing. Up. We're just breaking a Tiger King dead story. I, I think, think he would have died. He's got a me- let me being. I he's got a metal bed and he's going to use the metal bed to slash his wrist with. That's that's how they do it now. No, no, yeah, no that's... way. He would he would never kill himself because of his huge ego. Tiger King um, didn't kill himself. Think... That's the story. What do you mean? Like Epstein didn't Did kill you himself. Think be Epstein. Yeah, he's uh, like, yeah, yeah. He he's didn't not... kill himself. I don't. I really did. don't. Well, he could. Okay, that that could I I think I think he's gonna get. Um, I don't think that that the powers of the tiger universe of the of the big big cat universe are powerful enough to Epstein him properly. I've I noticed they that could you don't best, respect those uh, those people. I think at best they could get a shank, get someone to shank him, and just call it a day. Someone who's in there for life. Can we'll just send chair? him something, some, and get a shank on. I think, I think he'll get shanked by, and and it'll probably hear? be from Bogvan. That guy's of all the tiger people, he's pretty. He seems pretty powerful. He's got like uh, a harem of women, and um, he's got his whole compound and stuff. That and, sounds pretty hot. What about yeah. Carol Baskins? Uh, she gets herself falsely convicted of a crime so that she can gain access to Tiger King, and she shanks Jesus. him while they're in together no, in the yard. That, that would never. That is. Well, I think and that she I gets out. Of she, it. I can't see the. 
she is not she would be we would quote her and she would say something goofy and and airhead type of thing but then again there is this big conspiracy that she had her husband killed so yeah um yeah, she would, we would have some to draw like some we would have i think we could draw she would have it done um, she would have commission the kill like from the outside be like you kill him and i'll make sure that you got cigarettes and ramen noodles for 60 days exactly but we could draw um uh, suspicion upon her, upon Bhagavan, upon um, his former business associate who he fell out with. We could draw suspicion at a whole slew of people. You guys, and the more we throw into it, yeah, the 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 more I think the more um, it would the funnier it would be. How lucky we could just have a whole soup of is our audience going through to get to witness how the sausage is made like this. You guys this are is how witnessing... we break a story. This is how we break a story. And this will be a story in, in the next few days. Yep. And then it'll be another story because of uh, how that shit works. And then the AP is going to have to write, no, it's just this website does that stuff. You ever see on Twitter when people, <clears throat> when, when it's, when a trend is like, no, no, people aren't. Yeah. eating brain <laughs> children <laughs> no avocado toast is not getting hands cut off in the middle east yeah, what i I've, whenever i see shit like that trending i'm like what what in the fuck is is some why are they denying this right <laughs> no blood diamonds are not real they come from the diamond fairy underground in somebody's butthole and uh there's just why would you even question that Let's let's do some letters from Santa. Merry Christmas, by the way, Kilgore. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Merry fucking Christmas. Yeah, that's uh, it's not the spirit that that we intend for it to come across. That doesn't represent Liebel Droker's values, nor mine. Hear this? You've been riding my ass since I got on on the air. Who I have? <laughs> Hey, Merry Christmas. Hey, Merry fucking Christmas, Kilgore, you sack of garbage that didn't stand for the oh. pledge. Merry fucking cummies to you, software for death. I, uh, I would like to have sex with everybody in the chat room right now at the same time. Big fucking orgy in here. My dick is out if, it's, if that gets anybody going. All right, Louis C.K. <laughs> Got a little Louis C.K. show here tonight. You know, the door is right there. Middle finger over my heart for Christmas. Says Gonzo. Nice to see you. Black Adderall says you couldn't handle it. You couldn't handle my shank in a fucking tiger jail either. <laughs> Shanked with a tiger claw. How about that for a detail? Like, they actually fucking cut off a tiger claw and made a shank to get him. They shanked right his the jugular. Back. Shanked him with a tiger claw. Now he's dead. He looked like a that president. Really, that's his Christmas present, is it? Is a, is a t- <laughs> fucking tiger claw to the back. And a, and a white claw to the face. So he you feels ever had a white good. claw? No, you ever I don't tried a white claw? I don't think so. No. <laughs> I tried one time. I I went to a friend's house. We were having we were having a game night. We we're 
we're just hanging out. He's like, you want to try my uh, try my white claw? These these new things, they're great. I, I love them. And I tasted it, and I sw- I don't know if it was bad flavor or the fact that it was a little warm, but that thing just tasted like fucking steel reserve. It tasted like trash, like the worst malt liquor <laughs> I've like ever had claw? in my life. It's a malt liquor. I did not like. It's it's a seltzer, supposedly, but it's tastes like a fucking malt liquor to me. I'll tell you that. White Claw, like people just drink those in public. <laughs> it's, you know, it it just it might as well be a fucking uh, seltzer water or a a Seven Up. Like nobody gives a shit. If you like White Claw in chat, we're we're not trying to shame you, but uh, I just don't like it. I just I just think it's funny how people don't even view it as drinking. And uh, you're just like out I, I with mean, it, you know. Make you drunk? Don't get you drunk. <sighs> I'll get like you a, drunk. Like steel reserve. Yeah, I'll get you drunk and put you in the back seat of my car. Well, do you, do you, wanna... you know what I've noticed what? that it's the ladies who love the white claw that because it, I guess, doesn't make them fat or something. I don't understand why. Oh, okay. Maybe it doesn't flavor. Do they like the fruity flavor, the sweet flavor? I guess I'm not sure. But you're still gonna get a big, fat, bloated head and a fucking Santa Claus nose. You're gonna look ridiculous. Why? Yeah. Why? Why do we take it here? Uh oh shit! You wanna? You wanna do these letters from Santa? And then open. Yeah, uh, we were gonna do that. We we got fucking uh, distracted by White Claw. Well, and the shanked Tiger King. I'm dreaming of a White Claw. Yeah, there we go. A white claw ripping into the jugular of Tiger King. Getting him out in the yard while he's working out, trying to keep his presidential form. Some of these letters to Santa are really short. Yeah, yeah, they're more dear, like... Dear Santa, yeah. do you love me? <laughs> Sounds like something I'd write. Yeah, I think... I, well, why don't you read the next one then? At the uh, at the paper, they really publish these letters to Santa, dude. And it, these kids will be like, uh, Dear Santa, I just want my dad to come home. Jeffrey. <laughs> and we're, and we're putting this in the, we're putting this in the paper with their real name on it and their age. Oh my fucking god! Dear Santa, the, the dad, I wish mom had all. That's laying in the yeah, <laughs> laying in the gutter, reading, drinking a white claw in public, like yeah. we said. He dies Just with a newspaper the in his hand. That was my boy like, in the paper uh, today. Yeah, you won't understand. I can't. I can't come home. <laughs> He's reading the letter to from his kid. You know who people say you look like, Kilgore? You look like just like Santa Claus. Can I read you one of these letters to Santa? You want me to? Okay, I'll be Santa. Uh, I'll be Santa. D- dear Santa says here, what? Dear Santa, whatever happened to that missing elf, Toothy No No? Fired. Um. He uh, didn't have a good attitude. He didn't stand for the pledge. Yeah, this is not a union gig. Is this one here says, "Dear Santa, hello." These are short. Yeah, what the fuck do you want? You know, what the uh, fuck do you want? Dear Santa, uh, you're cold. I don't. Dear Santa, was that you in my dark house in the middle of the night? Yeah, with your mom. Was she good? No. 
Billy, Fuck, little Billy's mom wasn't was no good. Why do no I have to good. say little Billy? That's your name. You're you're Billy Santa, Billy Claus. Um, dear Santa, can I please have a PlayStation Seven with Xbox controllers that work with the PlayStation? Yeah, and you can shove it up your ass. Next, is it because they vibrate? Dear Santa, can you get my dad out of jail? Mom's dead in the back room. All right. Uh, what do you <laughs> do? You want to do open lines? I didn't know that was coming. Um. Well, you ever had a bad Christmas? Because that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Let's. Um... We haven't opened these phone lines in months. They might not even work. Nine one seven six seven five four eight three six. Call in and tell us your worst Christmas ever. Your bad Christmas stories. We um, should. Um, we should also advise God, you that uh, Santa's listening. I will listening. read you. Uh, yes, yeah, Santa is listening. If you DM us your story, I'll, I can read that, but I would much prefer you call in and tell us your story in your own voice. Um, but you I mean... Show us on the present uh, where Santa touched you. Christmas isn't the same. Christmas used to be a big deal, right? Back when you were a kid, right? You know? Christmas was huge. And you would, you would, your whole year would lead up to Christmas. You would think about Christmas... Any time in the year, it was so, such a good thing. You were edging towards Christmas. So fun for a whole year. You would once it was over, you would be like, well, "What do I have to look forward to now?" Yeah, some fucking, some fucking candy for Easter. That it's sucks. the most depressing day of the year. Is the day after Christmas. That stuff didn't fill the hole in my heart. Three hundred sixty-four more days. Yeah, and but by the time you're in the teens, your late teens, all the magic of childhood is just drained right out of it. And, yeah, you know, Santa's nothing. fake, and <laughs> Santa don't mean nothing. <clears throat> what about it's those people, more, though? What about those it. twisted people who they just can't let a kid believe in Santa and it's so fucking important that they, they should know that Santa is not real, you know? Like, why? Why is that so... Who gives a fuck? It's fine. Let them think I that mean, Superman is real. Who gives a shit? Reach your kid any way you want. I don't... You know, you don't have to believe in Santa to enjoy Christmas. I don't you, think. I think you do. Um, well, I, I guess that's... We're just going to have to disagree there. Um, <laughs> Imagine believing in Santa. What a bitch ass little son you have who believes in Santa. <laughs> there are some people who cling to Christmas, who love Christmas so much they don't take their tree down all year. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, the cold hard truth. The Internet just, Chronicle writer used to leave his tree up year round. Well, some people just love Christmas <laughs> like that and can't get over it. I think he liked taking um, acid and looking at the tree. That could be. Um. <laughs> but yeah, we're we're gonna open up lines here here in a minute, I guess. We'll open. Are them. they open yet? We'll open them lines. Open up the lines. I want to hear everybody's 
Christmas takes, bad Christmas stories. Oh, there it's all lit up now. With this unseasonal, um, unseasonably uh, cold weather that we're having, the lines could be down. Uh, no, nah, they're open. Let's see. They're wide open. I'll read the number again. 917-675-4836. We want to hear your Christmas <laughs> stories. We want to so, hear... So give us a call. Tell us how bad Christmas can be. Yeah. Because we, we barely scratched the surface, I feel like, here. Tell us about now, the ever... family fights where your parents would, like, throw the pictures at you and hit you with the picture frames. Tell us about those Christmas. I have a good story. I have a good story. And this is the when Christmas was really just truly ruined for me. I was like 18 or 19. And um, a good friend of ours, Joe, his, his, um, he and his family were on vacation, but the black sheep of their family who had no, no fucking um, permission or he was banned from their house. Basically. What did he do? He, um, Jesse. Jesse. He took he he threw a week long party at at this house and at the height of it um people were just taking the uh Christmas ornaments off the tree and, and just smashing them against the wall, punting them, um ripping off uh family photos off of the wall, throwing them around and uh, we rolled a keg down the stairs, shattering some stairs. And I, I say we, I didn't really do it. I just, I just bought the keg really. And, um, playing music late until the night. Cops came multiple times. This sounds like a great um, Christmas he, to me. Jesse burned out Joey's clutch on his car. Cause he was just dropping the clutch at every intersection. Not good. Um, Ramming into every mailbox or trash can. That's trying cool. to the game. This is the cool game you do when you're an unhinged teen. Yep, and it's fun. You've got someone else's car that you don't that you're just is disposable to you. You ram the trash cans, and they try. You try to have them um, hit the mailbox yeah. in a kind of in a kind of. Um, kind of game it'll explode trash goes everywhere the mailbox goes flinging into the yard yeah. with that stupid fucking lid flapping flapping lid yep not that christmas um friend got arrested uh, kind of a jerk off though so i don't it sounds don't like a white boy christmas white boy christmas you could call it that yeah sure um, hey, why is this called a broadcast test anyway? You trying oh, to scare off new viewers? Test? I didn't know it was. Yeah, this is this is called broadcast test. What is this <laughs> kind of a test show? Never. Yeah, we're just testing stuff out, doing a complete show. <laughs> That's fine. It's fine. Uh, <clears throat> we have another letter uh, to Santa here. You want to? You want me to read it? Yeah, let's let's hear the letter to Santa. This comes from one of our baby listeners. It says, "Dear Santa Claus, it's been a rough year. My backs keep on breaking, and it hurts very much. But I have learned a many. I'm looking forward to spending the holidays with my family, than wasting the rest of my life on the internet. Let's take a caller. Okay. Let's see here. Area code 
Fuck. What? Hello. Hey, baby. What's up? Yeah. Hey. Hi. So you the one who hit my car? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh shit. He's got our phone number. Oh no. All right. We're just turning him God down. God damn it. God damn it. God damn that's it. A, that's a bad Christmas if you get in a car wreck while you're while you're uh, on a road trip, you know? Yeah, and they figured out that that we're the ones that did it. Uh continuing this Hold on. What? Yeah, continue the fuck this the letter. letter. Yeah. Fuck every fuck the kids. Did, it sounds like the gotta, adult had something. I'm Santa, and I've got to finish this responding to this letter here. Oh, okay. You want me to? You want me to finish it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, he's hurt his back. He's wasting his rest of his time on the internet laughing at nerds, even though I is a nerd too. But they is some <laughs> nerd nerds. LOL. All I want for Christmas is a robot spine and a Tempur-Pedic mattress. Uh, no. Oh, wait, that's for Santa to say. What do you mean? No, there's more. I'm I'm Santa here. There's more. There's more? Okay, keep going. It's, uh, I just, I'm just letting you know that I wish you would say no to that part because nobody should have a robot spine. Can't wait to see you. Unfortunately, I cannot leave milk this year. He says, I got to osteoporosis and I need all my calciums. But I'll leave you a white claw. I know you already know who been <laughs> bad, but make sure Dim Anonymous. He says words that we are not allowed to say uh, under Liebel Droker. Get Cole. God bless you, Sanny. Love you. Let's take another caller and then we'll address Cat God's letter to Santa. All right, all right. Okay. Uh, spouse? Hi. What's Do up? you guys have any toilet paper? Do we? For cri- oh, toilet it, paper. Just... I need some right now. Oh, you want you want toilet paper for Christmas? Well, I'm just asking you to bring some over. I think there's been a run on toilet paper for Christmas. But wait, yeah. we're, try to isn't Ronnie? Yeah. I've got some. Listen, I've got a tip. Try using wrapping. Oh paper. Lord, I it's am so available. sorry. It's, it's just cheaper, I haven't spoken to anyone and... in such a long time. Please stay on the line with me. I, I, I don't want to lose anyone else. Ever since my husband passed away, it's just so hard. Hey, she sounds like uh, like she could use a shoulder to cry on there, what Sandy. What did you say? What? Could you come over and take care of me? Santa? What are you, what are you saying? Why would you say that to an old lady? Santa. Oh, well, can you at least tell me a story or what a funny fuck, joke? Dude? I, I haven't laughed in years. All right, so we got uh, we got you talking to a robot or something there, Santa. Yeah, this fucking. She I'm... took us around and around. <laughs> she um clearly didn't pay attention to our prompt. You're supposed to call in tonight with stories about your worst Christmas ever. Um, she took you I for a ride, Santa. Be, this this might be her worst Christmas ever in the <laughs> right now. I need somebody to help me. She wasn't listening. That's what I didn't like about her. Fuck her. Well, let me let me respond to Cat God. Cat God, you are Santa is happy with your letter and will give you your robotic spine and um is going to fuck over all give coal to all of Anonymous as always. Not because you asked for it, just because that's how it goes. Because wow, they're Santa. nerd nerds, like you've said. Wow. So Santa, Santa was 
Sans pleased with that letter. All the other ones were shit. Well, maybe you'll get a robot spine after all, but I don't think you need one. Area code 305, you're on the air with Chronicle.su. After all, but I don't think you need one. All right, what are they doing? Caller, please turn down your your radio caller. (laughs) Turn down your radio and I'll suck you off. How's that grab you? So Uh, let's see here. Um, we still got more sponsors to deal with. Um, we still got news. Good God. Should we, should we take another call or what do you want to do? Yeah. Take, keep taking calls. Keep taking calls. That's the whole point tonight. Uh, 9-11. Hello. Mikhail Wong from Wong Chinese. I have an order of orange chicken. All right. Um, that was your orange chicken. It just got here. Well, that's good because, you know, what's Christmas without an order of that's Chinese true. food? Yeah, right? Merry Christmas. Merry Such Christmas. Such a Christmas vibe on that one. I, uh, all right, let's hear from our advertisers, and then uh, I guess we can just keep doing calls. We could see if there's any anything else we're supposed to get to. Yeah, that's fine. This is Hate Radio. Um you listen to Hate Sack and Kilgore and all them good old rock and roll or whatever. And uh, we're on the internet.
Come on down to Hate Sex Used People Dealership. My people are broken, dispirited, they'll settle for nothing! They've abducted me and done experimentation on my body. Now I settle for nothing. Just call it something and my people will take it. This is Hate Sex Used People Dealership. We don't give a fuck, but we kind of do or we wouldn't say it. Bad credit, no credit, no problem. Shit's getting weird. Pay me $5,000 and I'll go away. But first, come on down to 3400 North Williamson Road and look for the Iron Gates. Keep driving. See anybody? Come back when you do. Okay, you've heard the fucking commercial. Go back to the show. Live from the Internet Chronicle, I'm Lackby Sang. Disgraced Chronicle.su writer turned dictator apparent, Rakubir Goyal was reportedly spotted around the Bowery on Manhattan's Lower East Side Friday. Goyal was wanted for questioning after his name came up repeatedly throughout the trial of Delane Maxwell, who presented authorities with flight logs containing the Chronicle.su reporter's name. More at 12 past the hour. This is Chronicle.su. Stoned. Wow. Is that true about Ragnar Goyal being in New York right now? It sounds like uh, like they've seen him around. Yeah, the guy from your story? Yeah, um, I'm surprised. He uh, he seemed so happy down in Venezuela. I wonder why he would have ever left. Uh, you know, th- there's, there's people that are just, they're good at tracking down guys like him, and they know how to find him. And um, then he's got to move, I guess. I don't know. I don't. I can't explain you the guy. He's been, well, since he's in in Berlin, apparently, yeah. I think he's trying to make a big move. Maybe pull off a coup, start his own warlord uh, nation, and out in the boonies somewhere, start a militia or something. Well, that's a Does nice he, Christmas conspiracy I, from Kilgore. I, I, you know, you said. He said that he he was happy there and all that, but I, I kind of thought maybe with a guy like that he'd want to he'd have higher ambitions than than around smoking dope and higher ambitions. Fortunes. What's that? Yeah. You want to take a caller? Yeah, let's take another caller. Chronicle. you. You're on the air. Hello. Hi. Hey. Hey. It's this. It's shit your again. neighbor. Yeah. All right. Yeah, your neighbor. Hey, caller. Hey, baby. Yeah, I want my newspaper back. Uh, no. We didn't take your newspaper. I have your yes, newspaper. My newspaper newspapers. every morning that comes to my house. I take it. And then it. you come over and take it and I bring take it to your it. house. It's mine. Yes. I'm tired of playing with you. We don't. That's not a game. That's why I'm calling. I'm trying to find out why the hell you do something like that. Why, uh, I, I would steal his newspaper because I, I would want a newspaper and not want to pay for it. That's why. Anybody would do that, right, Kilgore? I didn't do it. It's between uh, you two. Yeah, I've been stealing his newspaper. So what? I don't think I don't think newspapers good for him. I mean, listen to him. 
You th- I, yeah. don't, I don't think you need a newspaper right. like when you're when you're outraged like that. I think Fox News is more his speed. Do your yeah. Need to do your own research. Get your own online, research, man. Just read whatever's written, and read what's ever written on Facebook, and just go with it. Okay. Don't you like the people that that more... say to do your own research? <laughs> Yeah, they're they're like, oh, you listen to fucking journalists. They're like the they're least researched biased. people ever. <laughs> <laughs> I do my own research on Facebook and deep into the memes. Yeah, oh, friend. you do your own research. Let's let's take a call uh, from somebody that probably does their own research based on the name coming up here. You're Hello, hi. Yeah, hey. That's this shit again. Are you the one who hit my car? <laughs> Listen, we gotta your stop car taking... is a piece of shit. Yeah, he's gone. Car is a piece of shit. He can't hear you. We gotta <laughs> stop taking calls from that guy. No more from him. Some... You, you come up with a nice prompt for people to call in and make up jokes about and, <laughs> and all have a laugh about <laughs> your bad Christmas. Yeah. And what you get bad one-liners i gotta you hit my car i gotta do you want to hear a good christmas story or do you want to hear a bad christmas story i got one you can have good or bad um well let's start what do you, you have both say? when someone says yeah you got let's start with the good one work our way to the bad you're not going to hear the if you if you choose the good you'll never hear the bad all right, bad then. If I have to choose the bad then. Just thinking it might lead up to it, you know. Might, um, yeah, it's a good one. give us a like, little dynamic where it breaks our spirit. It, it could make everybody sad and tune out if they haven't already. This is a story I was about uh, 14 years old or 15 or 16 or something. Um, you know, my my mom and her husband, they just couldn't seem to get through a holiday without one of them ruining it. And I had in my lap a little legal pad of paper. And anytime one of them would zing the other one, because they were just like, they were like playing tennis, you know, it was just back and forth. I, I would give them a point, one over here, and I was keeping tally. And, uh, you know, she, she, mom got like five in a row on him. And I'm like, bam, bam, bam. You could hear the pen striking across the paper. And they look over and they're like, what What are you doing, Mr. I'm over here taking, uh, Mr. I'm a cop with a fucking legal pad in the corner. And I said, I'm keeping tally. I'm keeping track of who's winning this fight. Because what the fuck else am I going to do? This is family night, you know? And... uh they're like, you shouldn't do that. They're both like, and then her husband was like, yeah, you really shouldn't do that. I said, I know you don't want me to because she's fucking burning you. You're not, you can't stand up for yourself because you're a little bitch. It was like sort of the attitude I took. It was not mature. I was 15 or something. And, uh, and then I peed on him. And, uh, in our that's relationship. Your, that's your worst Christmas ever story. Yeah. And had how I came away with the fetish. We're doing. Uh, That's a good Christmas, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm Christmas. dreaming of white people 
on Christmas. It was a nice little suburban whatever the fuck. At least it's not soda. Better than soda, yeah. At least them kids ain't drinking soda. Well, well, well. They can witness uh, us destroying each other as people, but at least they're not drinking soda. Tell the story of... uh, You want to hear the good one? Yeah, let's hear the good one. All right. I wanted to hear that one first and then the bad one, but whatever. You do do it, you do the... Do the opposite of what I say. See oh, if I care. We're almost out of time. I can. Uh, one time, I got up in the middle of the night, and I saw uh, I saw Santa Claus raping a oh, really? woman. No, uh, well, I saw Santa Claus. And that's your good story. You saw Santa <laughs> raping. No, that's your that's your good story. See, the, because he's Santa, he doesn't have to have permission. Apparently. It's like <laughs> that's how, how it works. Santa has <laughs> you tell blanket. me, Santa. Um, I don't. I don't think. I don't. I do not give consent to Santa. How about that? Well, does how about this? My, he... <laughs> uh, what else do your elves do in that workshop, unpaid? Uh, to get ahead. Yeah, Wait till they unionize. Under the table. Yeah, under the table. That's right. Yeah, and what else know. happens under that table? Everything. That's what he I'm gets saying. Them in the, he gets them in the ass. He gets yeah. them in the pussy. Yeah. It's it's fucked up what goes on at the North Pole. <laughs> you come They're in doing and... sounding with candy canes. They're fucking everything. And everything Mrs. Claus, she turns a blind eye. It's it's like a horror movie <laughs> up there. Yeah, she she'll they'll be probably she participates like Glenn. Good God, man, like, <laughs> she goes out and grooms the elves for Santa. She, she yeah, like she, finds she, new elves. She brings in the elves, and and then belittles them right after it's done and everything. Yeah, that's that's Mrs. Claus. That's that's that cute old lady in the background of all those fun Santa Claus stories. With her rosy he knows cheeks. what you've been doing. <laughs> he knows if you've been bad or good. If, if they know that much about the kid, just think of like the power they have over him. <laughs> I know they blackmail all the kids. That's how they do it. Because Santa's got all the blackmail docs on everybody. Yeah, this Santa shit is eerily reminiscent of like this. Re- yeah, the stuff we were talking about before, like with hard. treaties and genocide and shit. Again, this is taking it to a dark place. Total domination of the elven race, and they were barely discovered. <laughs> no, this is true, Cat God. This is a hundred percent true. We've been there. We've got our sources. Don't be surprised this summer when all the cases drop. They go. You hear about. Santa's little elf, elf Alita Express, all this shit. Galen's talking about it on trial right now, and people are freaking. Yeah. People close to Santa. They're gonna, they're, the people close to Santa are, they're going around destroying the compute his computers, they're um, uh, burning documents, everything. I think we're gonna see Santa in uh, an episode of Narcos or something.
the way this is going. He's got like I, you know cigarette. Boats. Imagine him. Listen, when he gets out of the the Christmas thing and goes into coke and, and yeah, drugs and meth snow. and and trafficking in drugs yeah. and production of them. Yeah, it's gonna be a new world. A new world order new world. with Santa Claus at the helm. As the as the running a cartel, a global cartel that you that can is see more it. powerful than any government. Like it looks like fucking Starlink streaking across the sky. That's that's the Santa Cartel. How do you think he knows when you've been sleeping and all that shit? When you've been bad or good? Those satellites are right there. Fifty milliseconds away. He's fine. Total domination of the elven people, and Santa Claus turns a blind eye. She has so much power in that relationship to end the atrocities going on at the North Pole, and she she acts like she doesn't even see it. Pinocchio. Well, I wouldn't say she exactly has power, but uh, do you think she's like she, subject? She's in, she's in the know. She she is guilty as anyone but can she stop it can she stop santa no he would crush her in a heartbeat so she has some defense right but she, um, i think she's a sexy her bitch actions make her guilty yeah 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 like she's kind of hot but she's fucked up it's like it's not cool to be attracted to mrs claus people like, think it's yeah, funny I mean, or ironic but it's it's disgusting what she is involved in. Mm-hmm. But and I don't care if the cookies she makes are good. Yeah. Ain't right. I'll say this though. With all those kids sitting in his lap, you know, at least it's not it, I mean I'm, it could be worse is all, you know. At least it's only the elves. <laughs> well, let's, let's, if it's only the elves, why is why are they freaking out because of his connection to Gislaine? Gislaine. 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 Uh, I don't know. I just, I just think that we're gonna we're gonna see some. Maybe mis- he's doing. You think maybe he's doing the kids? Maybe. Oh come on, dude! This is this is. They they leave milk and cookies for the guy is like and if it better be there, or um, you know, it's gonna, he's got helpers everywhere yeah. to to do the to do his um, grooming if that's what he's doing. And Mr. Rogers used if, to say, "Look for the helpers." Like anytime there's a disaster, like what's good about this? His mom would say, "Look for the helpers," and there they'd be like grooming the elves. Oh yeah, that's right. Look for the look for Santa's helpers. Look, look, mom, it's the helpers. He's separating that that little girl from her family. He's helping Santa gather victims. All right, one more time, one more time. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna read out the number nine one seven six seven five four eight three six. You got any tips, tips. about um, Santa? <laughs> And his <laughs> fucking network. Let's hear him. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll let you we'll, be we'll anonymous. Open up to that. And yeah, um, yeah. We, yeah, we got a time to take a one or two calls, I guess. Just Satan. People are saying. I don't want to hear from. Mm. 
the the auto loan people who who we hit somebody's car. Yeah, we don't want to hear any of that shit. The sanitary St. Vincent the Bay kids. We got we got quality assurance here. You you start going off on some um repetitive, tired thing, you get one line. You get a one liner, that's all you get. It better be good. The the problem with all those uh podcasts where it's just people uh just sitting around having an aimless conversation is fair enough if that's how you have to make it. But have the decency to cut out every fucking thing that isn't funny. It's awful. It's just people standing around talking. I'm not taking any more calls from that fucker. You know, I listened to a I listened to a Twitter Spaces the other night, and it was just one guy going on and on I'm about not. how he had a problem. Right. He had a problem. Uh, a customer. He was doing security work for. Her, oh, that's kind of good. And she was just par- And she was just paranoid. Yeah. And she was like, "Yeah, people are moving things around my computer." The homeowners association. That's not good. And he, and I feel like that conversation could have been over if you just said, well, fucking dump her. Forget about her, you know? But he just kept going on and on and on about how he wanted to fucking do this and that. It's like, good God, why am I listening to this guy? He's, he's, uh, it's, it's like therapy for him. It's not a show. Right. He's just, he wants that homeowner pussy, but he's like using Twitter spaces as his think tank. Help me score with this, uh, Gang stalking organization. Oh, Tato, I love that Weird Al song. Weird, the night Santa went crazy. Can we key that up for when we go out? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm really into that. Send me a link to it. We'll take a caller. Chronicle.su, right. you, you are on the air. Uh, hi, yes. Um, I'd like to report a, a, a terrible uh, Christmas story. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's Thank cool. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. This is the it. right yeah. place for I, that. I, I, fin- I finally fucking figured one out. So, um, all right. So, all right. So, my, my terrible Christmas story is how I, uh, I, I figured out that Santa's not real. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's not very long, but it, it, it did fucking, you know, it was bad. So, fucking, uh, this one Christmas, I was like fucking 10 years old. And, uh, you know, we were doing Christmas, blah, blah. My dad, he, he did the full fucking effort. He went up on the roof and pretended that there's like reindeer and shit like on the roof. And I was like, wow, man, I'm, I'm so fucking excited for, uh, uh, you know, for, for Santa to come and shit like that. I was like, wow, man. So when he did like, you know, like a Game Boy Advance SP or some shit like that. And fucking, uh, so then I, I wake up to the sound of like a noise. Uh, and, and fucking, I look down under the crack of my door and I see my fucking parents just packing that shit away. I'm like, oh, the fucking oh, cool. lazy bastards. I, I, I know. I was like, wow, cool, great. I can't wait to fucking get up and act surprised. And then later on, my mom was like, good. That is not such real. A I you didn't wow. even get the Game Boy. Did you even get the Game Boy? No, I got that like three years later. But, you know. Fucking. That, that fucking. <laughs> the worst. They yeah. really phoned that yeah, one here. in, didn't they? They, it, they? they didn't even throw a towel down where you couldn't see the no, shadow. No. Oh. no, it was fucking, they had all the lights on and shit. Oh, you and lazy fuckers, just try for me, mom and dad. It was bad. God. It was really bad. Give me a little they, song they tried and to build a, 
they try to do it with like the whole shield and they're like, oh, cool, these are you know, these are cookies and milk out, whatever. But uh, and they did the fucking ranger shit. My dad got up on the roof and fucking stomped his oh, shit. And uh, that whole charade. Like, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they so blew like, wow, it on that uh, one basic moment where it was just them walking by your door. Yep. It was just that one fucking moment. I fucking I heard the noise and I like peered down and I saw them like doing shit underneath the door. Dude. And I was like, cool, I'm I'm never gonna fucking recover from this. This, this is awesome. Did you grow up to become a stage I, I, director? Dude, no, I I grew up to work in fast food. It's sick. Be- all because of that moment. You mm-hmm. you wow. saw the crack. Think of the consequences <laughs> when you're when you're trying to pull off your Santa show parents. If you fuck it up, your kid could end up in fast food for the rest of his life. You're about ninety five like, years old, caller? I, I'm I'm approximately eighty five years old, yeah. Okay. You're an octogenarian calling in with your relatively modern story about not getting a PSP. <laughs> yeah. All right. Look, you know, I was a kid for a long time. Uh, <laughs> you're like a Benjamin Button, you're about to die. Yeah. I'm on my deathbed and I I, I look real squeaky. I'm not that kid in Akira. Cool, man. Right. That's a sad Same story. But I had the same thing happen. And and I the, the whole exact thing, I could hear their fucking stupid muffled voices. I saw the crack under the door. I saw two sets of feet go by. It was almost like they were trying to ruin Christmas for me, the motherfuckers. They just got sloppy. <laughs> they just were like, I don't, even, I don't even fucking care anymore. Just like... Yeah. Yeah take your shit kid and it's like okay thanks yeah yeah by the way this is from santa claus now take your fucking yeah shit. Yeah. yeah so uh got the grand illusion shattered it was, it was sick i loved it yeah yeah santa claus sold his body so you could have this stuff so enjoy yeah <laughs> yeah i didn't even see a fucking red suit nobody got that i, I, I didn't get that i got the the vague sound of uh, quote unquote hoof prints, and then I got uh, disillusioned. It was, it, was, yeah. it was great. By the time you heard the hoof prints, you knew the jig was up. So you're just like, really? The hoofs? Yeah, yeah. At that point, it was just like kicking a dead fucking horse. Yeah, like, wow, cool, cool, cool. cool. You got to admire cool their part. commitment to the bit, even after it fell apart. They're like, well, still it's do like the they, hoofs. They, they committed really hard to certain parts and then just left other parts just completely unattended. Yeah. Like your, uh, well, like show business for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, um, thanks for depressing us, calling in and making us sad with your, absolutely. That's what tonight's show is all about. <laughs> if anyone else has any, um, that was really co- sad, but thank and, you. And stories similar to that. We can take maybe one more call, 917-675-4836. Hey, you too, man. Thanks for calling in. Merry Christmas. Appreciate the call. That was even a sad Merry Christmas you just gave us. You were a sad (laughs) man. Well, yeah, I'm fucking old. Yeah, you're old, and you're you're about to die, and um, it's been a good run. I got my Game Boy Advance SP. That's all I care about. <laughs> it was clutching it as you die alone with people staring at you, like yeah. Norm said. Yeah, but the battery bill f- fully charged, so it's okay. I'm good. Okay. Crying in the pale, uh, backlit. We're going to let you go, charge. and we're going to take another caller. Yeah. Peace out, dude. 
Alright, later. What an angel biscuit. Fuck. Here we go. Hey, it's... Hello? Hello, how are you? Merry Christmas. Oh, I'm yeah. good. Merry Christmas. It's, uh... We're like Caller, you got any show, great uh, Christmas stories for us? What's your story? Any terrible Christmas stories? No, I here? just wanted to say the shit about Santa Claus with some fake news. He's doing good stuff up there. <laughs> I just, I don't. Excuse know, me. I just don't know that he has we, the elves' best interest at heart. Yeah, we're pretty sure forever. he's trafficking elves. He's trafficking. Once in a while, they have like one or two babies a year. That's all they need. They have so they have real human babies between them, Santa and uh, Mrs. Claus. I don't know. I think Santa's too old to have babies. No, he's still shooting good ones. But what about the woman? <laughs> I think she's too old too. Her her no, uterus she is every month. Done. She she, come she, out. She's immortal, dude. She's so old. She's got white hair and bags under her eyes and. Yeah, but glasses. Yeah, but that's, that's just the media Santa. The real Mrs. Santa's a black lady. Oh, she's like she looked like forty, but they immortal and all that shit. You yeah, know. I didn't know they were immortal. So she can just are their kids immortal? The elves are. I don't think their kids. Are. I don't think they have kids. Imagine you're an immortal race, and they still figure out a way to enslave you. You're immortal. What are you afraid of? But they still got you. Now, Uniacid has made a good suggestion that possibly Santa's freezing his sperm. Mrs. Santa is freezing her eggs. It's all done in in vitro. Yeah. Cat God, that's... uh... That's a compelling conspiracy, but I, I just don't see any evidence. Oh, y'all are the ones with the conspiracies. I don't know, man. We... Trying to say Santa's evil and shit. Okay. Um, just because you were a bad kid and you got coal, I mean, you should be hating Santa. I was a good boy, and I got nice video game consoles. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> well, then you should love Santa. Uh, I just, you know, I can't be bought, I guess. I, I don't fall for it. Yeah. You know you know how Listen, fucking hard your, it is to do get your a own research, and Santa would bring it to you? I, you know, Santa ignored my fervent prayers. He, he beats all the scalper bots for you when was, you're a kid. I don't know, man. And all you do is hate on him. We're about to wrap it up here. You got any anything else you want to say that that doesn't promote a fucking uh, abusive megalomaniac? Who's <laughs> uh, that? Yeah, I, I didn't Santa, think man. so. Santa. Yeah, he, he acts like he doesn't know. Yeah. Is this Cat God? So Santa's not an abusive megalomaniac. This sounds like Cat God. You're gonna have to. Uh, Go fuck yourself, Cat God, because the show's over. And um, no, the show, the show must go on. <laughs> the show is over, Chad. Thanks the for calling in. Merry Christmas, Cat God. God bless Santa Claus. God bless but, you, Angel uh, Biscuit. Go fuck yourself. Is... Okay. Well, we got a supporter of Sienna in here saying, "Don't believe all the things in, that you read," but 
as I always say, do your own research and make up your mind before you start. This is the Internet Chronicle where you get both sides of the story, the only two sides that there are. <laughs> There's no other angle on that story than the one that we've presented you, and it's pretty clear which is right and which is wrong, and Santa Claus had better not come to town, at least not here. So I, I think we broke a story about Santa's um, elf trafficking. It's fucked up. Um, that, I don't even want to see it on paper. That could be a, we could we could print that one. Yeah, we could. We could print that. Um, a blueprint for how Santa that, could really do it when we're not joking. <laughs> Santa writes a book called If I Did It. <laughs> he's, he's just... It's all about just how he abuses his ability to fucking get that sleigh around the world in 24 hours. They don't even know <laughs> where you went. Go anywhere. I can go anywhere, anytime. <laughs> I've got blackmail on every child on Earth. <laughs> uh, Commander Fravor is on Joe Rogan. Like, I just saw, you know, he had a kid and an elf, and then he's gone. I'd never seen anything move that fast. It's And Bob Lazar is there. Yeah, I, I seen it. I seen the technology. I touched it with my cock. I rubbed my dickhead against it, and it goes real fast. And I got some of it in my garage, if you want to see it. Yeah, and Joe Rogan's like, I I always knew something wasn't right with Santa. I've always believed. I've always believed something was fucked up up there at the North Pole, and uh, me and fucking Benny Shapiro are going to get to the bottom of it. This is Hate Radio. Uh, you should vote for us on the Grammy Awards, and um, I think we could beat out Louis C.K. and... Kanye West and stuff with what we've done tonight. Um, subscribe to our podcast on any of the usual apps and, um, and uh, vote systems. on it or like give it a rating because that helps people find it. Yeah. Yep. It doesn't matter what rating, just, just rate rating. It. Yeah. <laughs> just rate it whatever. Who gives a fuck? Rate it X. I thought um, that Malcolm X thing chat. was pretty funny. Yeah. The Malcolm X okay. thing earlier. Um, should have probably tied that in somehow with the uh with that story about the the Indian chief who was unimpressed with right. your lung collapse. But everything's easy in retrospect though. What else could we have done? Could have done that. Could have done some I'll think about it in the next yeah. shower and writhe around in agony. This... Yeah, yeah, you know, it really would have been good to end on that that poignant uh tribute to norm mcdonald just right ended now, it there that's too late we blew the blew that load no i don't have the energy for that now i gave a fuck at the beginning of the show but now that it's over i don't care you know um, i never really cared about norm dying to be honest i, I thought he was funny and all but he was funny as shit point of uh i i yeah, remember before absolutely. he died about a week before he died i had the thought though i thought haven't seen him in a long time. He looked pretty ragged in the photos. He looked like he was like scared. He had this shocked look in his face. And people, you know, the only joke was he looks like a, you know, he's thinking about them hogs or like dying or something. And um, and I just had but, the thought. I was like, he's probably about to die. And then he died. Let me tell you, we we broke new ground on Tiger King's death. Um, 
he's fucking dead, guys. He's got shanked <laughs> or something. We don't know exactly yet. Dead and he bloated. Broke the ground. Santa, Santa's up to some shit with the elves. Bloated. We're not sure exactly what yet, but it's fucked. And we'll get to the. We'll investigate the fuck out of that for you guys. That's what we're known to do here up, at the Chronicle. And we'll we'll come up with something for you. Some great information about that will will be published and forthcoming. We'll come up with something ugly. Several days. Well, something ugly to tell you, and uh, um, hurt you with hurt you with some data. <laughs> uh, um, and we had some good callers there at the end. I disagree. And some bad callers too. Yeah, had a, yeah, a lot of were, bad ones. You know what? I was hoping people would call up and start talking about how Santa had abused them, blackmailed them, but apparently, apparently, um, that takes nobody time. gave us. Yeah, you know the Me Too thing. You can't rush it. You they, can't push people. They need that. to hear this story and and judge for themselves whether we're we can be trusted. And after these articles come out, I think it'll be proof enough that anything we do or say can be trusted from this point forward. Radio Hate is brought to you by Liebeldroker Incorporated, um, home of the hatinest half hour on the internet that expanded into four of those. This was the season premiere of fucking sucking radio. And Kilgore is a sweetheart, and he's getting lots of presents this year. And you guys can uh, can just fucking groove on that and see what we give a fuck. I'm Hate Sec. This is Radio Hate. No. Merry Christmas. Go fuck yourself. Me 
Oh, Julie, rabbit, I saw my 